Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blue Collar D&D. Uh, hello to all our viewers out there on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live, Trovo, and DLive. Uh, great to have you guys all here. Um, and uh, we're still working on some of those perks again. Uh, I think this is the last time on DLive that we need to stream in order to start getting some of those perks. So uh, hopefully that starts coming along to you guys um, soon. But for now, for those of you on Twitch, you have access to emotes and other things, thanks to the Better TTV extension, as well as the ability to affect our dice in real time via the text commands below. You can also find them out on stream or their stream elements dashboard um, as well. That'll also give you kind of a clue to how um, that all works. But as you watch the stream on Twitch, you'll actually will earn gold pieces that you can spend on a number of different things like plus ones for our players and things of that nature. So be on the lookout for that. In addition, we have another weekly dice giveaway. So make sure you stick around until the break so you guys can actually learn how to enter that. Um, at this time, I also wanted to thank our amazing patrons on Patreon. Uh, Cepus and Dave Platinum Dice, thank you again for being awesome patrons of ours. We actually have new tiers out on the Patreon page for you guys to check out, including uh, tiers for merch, uh, one shots, and all kinds of other really cool, awesome stuff. So make sure you go ahead and check that out uh, for your um, just to check out the Patreon if you want to support the channel. Um, Ashley, is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Can I do it later at, at, after I'm done? <laughs> Yeah, sure. You can do it after we're done. Um, <laughs> um, other than that, that's all of our announcements for tonight. So uh, let's just actually get into tonight's episode here with the uh, with the trailer. Welcome back. Um, Ashley, are you ready or should I just get go get into it? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Um, what would you like to plug, Ash? Oh, I was going to plug tonight after after the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, last we left off, our party of adventurers waking up after a night in the Slumbering Steed Tavern in the small city of Thistlebrush, a city known for... Uh, it's gnome and halfling population and their wondrous inventions and raucous parties and get-togethers. In addition to the haunting that Juliet suffered after last episode, Twyla also was haunted in a terribly similar way. Both characters had their hit point maximums reduced thanks to the haunting and had to continue to carry their first level of doom, cursed with a failed death save. Looking to rectify the curse, the party sought out a local medicine man, Katankles, a known shaman just outside of town. After working with him and feeling revitalized, the party continued to the right north, resting in the fungal grove they had visited before, observing rapid growth in the sproutlings of fungi that were there. Needing to rest for the night, cycling through the night's watches, both Twyla and Juliet were once again haunted by the witch demon entity that haunted them the night before. Twyla, seeing Roland, her mentor, flayed with his face peeled once again as before, and Juliet seeing the image of the kindly old woman Mabel transformed into a wretched, ugly creature wearing Mabel's face as a mask. Situation being dire, the party had needed to move quickly to stop this ongoing threat of these nightmares. 
On their way to their destination, almost out of nowhere, misty globules of light descended upon the party in a battle that saw both Julia and Twyla knocked unconscious by these creatures as well as the skeletal hauntings that came out from the swamp below, attempting to drag their bodies underneath into the swampy monk. With Morhoron dragging them back to the surface, the party suffered many close calls until one was too close to overcome. Juliet, whom we all just learned about her real name, Natasha, fell to these creatures and was dragged under. In desperation, Morhuron was able to bring her back to the surface and vanquish the last of the zombie horde, but it was too little, too late. Juliet had been defeated. The images of the battle and the light of the world faded from her eyes. Before, she, before then, she was then met with an image of her patron, Shekas, the tiger demon that gave her her powers. Seeing he was disappointed, she did not fight against the demon and offered her soul, part of the bargain she had made to get her powers in the first place. And that is where we left off. Morhoron, Twyla, Timic, you all are currently standing at the foot of the lifeless body of your friend, Juliet. What would you like to do? I'd like to cast Gentle Repose on her. So she's going to start rotting in the swamp. Okay. Is that all you can do? Is there nothing else? Is there any, there's nothing you can do? Right now, there's nothing I can do. What about you? you I don't know what you can do. You, you've only been here a few days. Can you help her? Well, she gave me some some potions of vodka, which is the only thing I have to restore some health. But I'm not sure if if this will help Timic. And I want to clean her out. I'm going to start casting Predestination to see if we can bandage uh, her bleeding wounds or something. Yeah, I'll start to help bandage up wounds and stuff too, but I know there's nothing I can do. I, I don't this is beyond me. I, I... Where can we take her? We're far away from any settlement, really. Um, and I, I don't have any spells to teleport anymore. Not until I, I long, I have a long um, resting time and I'm not sure if we are far enough to a settlement that I can take her um, how many hours have we been traveling like more than a day right yeah there's nothing else I can do it's my fault she died I didn't even I didn't heal her I could have healed her but I no. Didn't see that she was down. This is nobody. No, this isn't your fault. This is. We all played a part in in this. I, I didn't fight valiantly enough. Just because you couldn't heal her, I couldn't keep her safe. It's, it's nobody needs to take the full blame. We just need to figure out. There, there's got to be something we can do. She's she's been through far worse than this, and, and and come back. I don't. I blame that nasty thing that's got a hold of her. If we have, if anybody's got the blame, it's that. Stupid tiger fella. He's the one that caused all this. He's the one that put her in the position she's in. Oh, I just. 
There's got to be something we can do. It was also the witch. She was hurt because of the nightmares. As the two of you are having this discussion, um, Timic, you begin to prepare uh, your ritual for your gentle repose. Um, you take off your pack and put it aside and begin to kind of stand over the body of your fallen friend in an attempt to keep her from at least decaying for the time being, hoping that you hopefully can find a way to take care of her. As you pause, standing over the, or kneeling next to the body, the two of you actually can see this as Timic kind of sits there in a silent commune with uh, the nature around him. You see more of this fungus begin to start to sprout out uh, around the body of Juliet, which under normal circumstances you would, would be some cause for concern, but knowing Timic and knowing your party, you have grown used to the the sight of fungus and stuff of that nature around. Timmy, give me a perception check. Okay. You pause for a moment. You feel as though there's something changed in the air around you. As you begin to open your eyes and break this concentration from the nature around you, you see the fungus continues to grow, though you're not controlling it. Something else is bringing this growth out from underneath the ground. the fungus begins to change from the purple and blue hues and almost appears to lose all of its color. In a flash, you see claws sprout out from some of the fungus, grab onto Juliet's body and begin to drag her into some void underneath the ground. What do you do? Uh, attack those claws, I guess. <laughs> Give me an attack roll. Um, I've seen this happen. You do. We all see it happening, or just him? You you all see it happening, but you've all kind of like backed up about ten feet as Timix kind of like um, undertaking this. He's the only one that can really act in this particular moment. Okay. Instinctually, you take your club, or you take your quarterstaff, and you attempt to kind of reach out. As you do, you strike and come true. One of the claws almost embeds itself 
and wraps around your quarterstaff as you strike out against it. Pulling you and Juliet into this void together. Do you do anything? Um, maybe let us pull it into the void. I don't know. Does it look like I'm going to fall to my death <laughs> or something? You have no way of knowing. Hmm. I'm not going to pull me in. Okay. Twyla, Morharon, you see as Timmit goes to strike out, you observe your stout dwarf friend and your lately fallen drow comrade get pulled and sucked into a void in the ground. before the splash of the swamp envelops over the top of them. I run over to the void to see if I can find it. Okay. I run too, like, Mari, what's happening? I kind of slide in on my knees and <laughs> run through. And... Okay. Um, go ahead and give me... Give me an investigation check with your strength as your, um, as your, uh, modifier. So if you're proficient in investigation, add your strength, well, add your strength and then your proficiency bonus if you're, okay. And your strength's of what? Your strength's of five? Yep. And what's your investigation? Or, what's your, or are you proficient in investigation, I should say? You are? So it's 12 total. You begin to dig and claw and dig and claw. The deeper you sift through the muck, the only thing you find is just more sludge and water and bone. Presumably from the creatures that rose up from underneath that you had just recently slain. Twyla, do you do anything? I want to be with him and try to see what's going on. Uh, see if I know what's happening or something. Where did they go? Um, give me an, uh, give me a religion check. Um... Mori, you can do so with advantage as you are relatively familiar with um, the study of demons and demonology. Okay. So with a 20 from Twilight and a 15 from Morharan, you gather this white striped claw that you saw come from the ground likely is representative of the patron Shikas 
that Juliet has voiced visions of before. Presumably taking her to his domain. I told you that was the root of all this. Those were claws, right? Claws? Yeah, it was that stupid tiger guy. I knew he'd be back. I knew he was the root of all this. And now he's got Timic with him, too. What the tiger? What's the tiger? He's the one that... I don't, I don't know. Cursed, blessed. I don't know what he did, but he's the one that helped Jules to be able to... Whatever, whatever her name is, he's the one that helped her to... to get her powers, be able to do what she does and cause this whole confusion and uh, oh. I'm not mad at you, I just don't know what to do I, I feel this is the first time in what? a long time I've felt well, um, let us think, I don't know, I don't think I can attack or do anything with the earth, breaking the earth, I'm not sure, are they even there? Is it a teleport under the mud? Can we speak with Timic? I don't know. Can I I'm try gonna, I'm to do... start to cast detect magic as a ritual? And I wanna see if I can send us the sending spell. Okay. Um you begin to cast your detect magic over the course of the next ten minutes. Twyla, you attempt to reach out towards the spirit of Timic. However, as you begin to cast this incantation, you get the sense that there's no recipient on the other end. Timic. As you feel yourself being pulled into the void, you see visions of various colors and darkness flash past you. Purples, blues, reds, until eventually complete and utter darkness. You are con you continue to be pulled deeper into this void until eventually you see yourself being pulled over a river of darkness, black and death continued to be pulled past almost what appears to be a grove of fungal growth. Past that, deeper, until finally coming to rest at the foot of a very large throne. Sitting in that throne 
with a long crimson red um, dress with gold trim and finery. Sorry, R crimson red robes with uh, golden um, finery and thread. You see a white tiger. Not quadruped, but bipedal. Large. With a long golden staff with the head of another tiger with red eyes peering down at you. You... Feel the presence of Juliet at your foot as well. As the corpse that you held onto suddenly animates. Juliet. Yes. You find yourself after relinquishing yourself to Shekas finding yourself almost reanimate, reform, reconnect with your bodily self. As the two of you, well, surprisingly, as your friend Timic clutches on to the side of your cloak, knelt down in front of this demon before you. The first thing I do is look around like, huh, this is this is hell. And then I I look at Timic and I'm like You made a... Well, two things. Why are you here? The other thing, did you make a deal with him? I didn't know we talked to the same... purse. Timmy, no. you see... Rag, when you try on. to take you. One second. Timmy, you see... You see Juliet stand. You see her... Look into your eyes and attempt to communicate with you. But as she opens her mouth, nothing comes out. But a scrambled mixture of sounds as the tiger in front of you holds a hand out in front of him, silencing her. Hmm. This is unexpected. Why are you here? You were taking her body. I wasn't going to let you do that. 
Mm. See, that's where you're mistaken. She has a debt to be repaid, and I am simply cashing out on our deal. It's not her fault she died. <laughs> no, it isn't. I'm rather disappointed in her. I thought she could have been so much more. Maybe she needed a stronger patron. <laughs> You're funny. You always were funny. Every time I watch down upon her and your group, <clears throat> I always thought you were uh, an interesting one. Why, because I'm short? <laughs> no. Not that. However, you have a personality bigger than any person that is on the material plane. I will give you that. But why did you follow her here? Why did you come? I wasn't going to let you take her. It's not her fault she died. It's mine. You feel... guilt remorse responsibility I do all this time you've seen me making fun of her and joking around with her but I can't let you just take her like that hmm You intrigue me. Just when I think I have you figured out, you go ahead and surprise me. How about you take me instead? You spit her back up to the material plane. <laughs> You take me. I'll do whatever you want. I'll be your court jester down here if I'm so intriguing and funny. Just give Juliet back her life. Hmm. Her life? I cannot return to her. She lost that of her own accord, but her soul, that is something I'd be willing to give back to her. Allow her to live out her afterlife in whatever way she deems fit. That is, of course, you mean what you say. You really do feel guilt for her face. 
we were swarmed. I couldn't see that she fell. <laughs> if you were watching the whole time, you would have seen that I healed my other colleague, uh, comrades, and just lost track of her. You are a interesting one. If you would be willing to trade your soul for hers, I would be willing to let her, like we said, let her soul live out the rest of its life, or afterlife, the way it wishes. Otherwise, you could just serve me regardless. I don't really care. You're here now. You ain't going anywhere. But I would be willing to let her go. If you would take me up on this deal. Yes, take my soul. She's still going to be indebted to you? No. Good, because you're kind of an ass. <laughs> and so are you. Your soul is plenty enough. And you see him with his hand still outstretched towards her. Wave his hand, almost as if he's thrown her. You see her flung and then almost disappear into mist. Juliet, during this entire exchange, you have been able to hear, see, and understand every word that has been said. As you are flung out of the chamber, you see the image of this tiger patron, Shikas, Timic shrink from your view almost as if you were indeed flung out but not into the other end of the chamber back into a dark depthless void as the images of Shikas and Timic shrink away into nothingness no in your view no, 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 Timic, no. Twyla, Morhoron. As you finish your Detect Magic, Morhoron, you begin to feel the sense of almost some growing residual magics in your periphery behind you faint but there what do you do turn around to look at it you turn around as you turn around you feel it grow stronger it's still distant though far far away from you just on the edges of your the reach of your spell there's there's something 
happening over there. I don't know what it is, but I know you don't have much left in you, but prepare yourself. I don't know what's coming. All right. And I just uh, move towards Moiharan one or two step behind um, in front if he's still like sitting doing the ritual to protect him. Okay. Juliet. Yes. With a, with a splash. You find yourself land on the ground of a complete voidless dark expanse. The ground underneath you has almost what appears to be standing water about six inches deep. The water is black and is still other than the ripples that fade out around you as you dig your boots into the water to stand up. Okay. Give me a perception check. Eighteen. You feel the presence and sensation that you felt once before. The ever-peering eye of someone who's already seen much more of you than you'd be willing to give up. Show yourself. Show yourself now. You see the drooping of one singular eye fall in front of your view until eventually the face of this individual comes out again before quickly being shrouded again into darkness. You find yourself somewhere different. Still in this void. But you look to your left. And you see a grand. Almost Victorian mansion. Expand out in front of you. I walk towards it. Okay. As you do, a ghostly apparition of with black vestments, white sleeves, a balding head, with almost a air of 
nobility comes out. Ah, oh, yes. Hello. Master's been expecting you. Come. Quickly. I, as, as he's talking, I just walk right past him. Uh, well, excuse, excuse me. And as you do, you actually are able to walk right through him. You walk up these dark gray steps. You almost swear that you hear the sound of lightning strike, startling for this area of void. You see to the left of you a gargoyle with drooping eyes and claws over its mouth. On the other side, you see another gargoyle with claws over its eyes. And at the foot of this grand, darkened wood door of this Victorian mansion, with a single knocker, with teeth coming out from the side of it. You see another one of these eyes drooped gargoyles with claws over its ears. Before the door swings open. What do you do? I walk through the door. You walk through. Sitting in a ornate yet dark chamber, firelight twinkling out of a lone fireplace hearth in the corner seated across from an empty chair red almost velvet crimson in color on the opposite side you see a man with a long black trench coat red vest with piercing red eyes a striking black goatee with shoulder length black hair seated with a cane with a large red gem on top Natasha, it's about time you've made your way here. Sorry, I got kind of held up in hell. <laughs> As do many of my... Well, as do many of my, um, my friends. 
You've done well for yourself. Yeah. Look, let's make this quick, simple, and easy. I give you what you want. You give me what me what I want. I want revenge. You want my soul. I've been through this whole situation before. <laughs> uh, well, you're not wrong. The soul helps. However, I'm not. Well, I don't necessarily need your soul. We have then a. What did you want? We have a common enemy. Do we? That fucking tiger has been causing more problems than you would ever could imagine. For myself and for a number of other like-minded individuals such as myself. He's gone rogue. As, He's. Uh, not following the agreed upon accord and must be dealt with. As he says this, I, well, I assume there's some sort of chair. I walk around, mm-hmm. sit down, cross my arms, cross my legs. Go on. He. has been toying with you. Made you believe that the powers that he gifted upon you were, well, I assume you assumed that he was attempting to raise some sort of army of the dead. Is that right? Correct. In a way, he has. Except he's also put almost every single challenge in front of you that you've had to vanquish. Testing you. Grooming you. The Durgar? Oh, they followed you. At the orders of one of his own. This which demon he's been talking about and how he said he didn't want to have to deal with her? Well, it's because she works for him, of course. Why do you think he's been... Why do you think all of these things have been happening to you specifically? Why has everything been revolving around you? Because he's, he's had a watchful eye on you the entire time, dear. He's been toying with you, playing with you, controlling you. If you ask me, that's not something a patron or someone who's gifted your power should do to you now, does it? And what makes me believe you are better than he is? 
You're prettier than he is. This is true. However, there is no reason that you should be that you should believe me. This could all be someone else trying another man just trying to manipulate you one more time. But if I was, would I be so blunt about it? I don't want your soul. I just want the cat dead. That's all. And I can give you the power that you seek to accomplish this task. Common ground is good. Exactly. Do you have a name or should I just call you Count? <laughs> Octavian. Quite a smug name, if you ask me. Well, deal. You want the cat dead? I want the cat dead. Excellent. Will you be around like he is and all that hoopla? My powers don't stretch that far. I do have the ability to give you gifts similar to his. However, I'm unfortunately kind of tied here. The fact that I can even come and project my entire state into limbo is an accomplishment in and of itself. However, I, if I were to transport or communicate with you, I would have to enter the material plane myself, which unfortunately, I'm not really quite an invited guest into that realm, as it were. I do have my eyes out there, though. Roburn speaks highly of you. Well done. What do I need and, to do? Well, if you accept my gift, I can get you back to the material plane, and I hope you can take care of at least his, um, well, you've met her at least in visions before. I hope you can take care of that evil witch of his. Well. Her name oh, is Bubby. I got that. They call her Bubby, but she ain't nobody's Bubby. Oh, I have that motherfucker on my list. Excellent. He stands up, gazes towards the fire. Turns back to you. Walks around the back of the chair that you see you're seated in. Close your eyes. Before I do this, can you help me get my friend Timic back? Or is he forever gone? Help. 
help? Possibly. Do? I can't guarantee. I didn't get to say goodbye to him. I tried to tell him not to take it. I tried. Of course, Timic, I can't get anywhere with him. <laughs> now he's gone. He always was a stubborn one, wasn't he? Yes. And now it's my fault. As she says it's my fault, she closes her eyes. You're doing the right thing. Just get this fucking shit over with. I want to get back. I want to see my friends. As you wish. As you close your eyes, you feel the heat of his breath linger past your ear as two daggers dive into your neck. As they do, you feel the blood from your neck gush until eventually everything goes dark you hear the rustling of leaves the sounds of toads and frogs. As you open your eyes, you find yourself returned to the very same swamp on the material plane that you originated from. Morhoron, it's at this point the surge of magical energy peaks before completely dissipating away. You think to yourself, no. That's not right. You snap your eyes open. Fixated on the source of the magic in front of you. You see sitting up out of the ground your drow friend, Juliet. And that's where we're going to go to break. So um, the uh, the giveaway for the dice, if you wish to enter the secret code that we need is Octavian. Please put Octavian into the chat for your chance to win some free dice and we'll see you in a little bit. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, the winner of the dice giveaway is Vicente Matos. Uh, Vicente, um, please add us on or add uh, ch check out the discord and then direct message me off of there so I can get you your free dice. Um, anyway, where we left off. 
Morhoran, you see sitting up in the muck in front of you, your drow friend, Juliet. It is Juliet. But her hair isn't white anymore. It's black. And it's grown to shoulder length. The pink that once shone in her eyes is now a dark, deep crimson red. Otherwise, it looks exactly like her. I just run right up to her and grab her. Jules! And I grab her up. Is it, is it really you? And I kind of like pull her away from me, like look at her. Jules? Yes, it's me. Um. Where's Timothy? He went with you. Where is he? And I start looking around. Timic Timic gave his soul for mine. I tried to stop him. I was silenced. By who? What what do you mean? Um Shakas. It was up to all of this. The demon bitch. The Duergar. Everything. Timic was right. All of the darkness has been around because of me. No. And no, it's not your fault. It's no. my fault. Maury, it's my fault. It's been my fault. Now Timic's gone. I just kind of pull her in, assuming she's gonna cry. <laughs> like I kind of pull her in and just squeeze her. It's it's not it's not your fault. You you're not evil. That that thing is evil. That witch is evil. You're not evil. This isn't your fault. She doesn't cry, but she does hug you back as tight as she could, arms around your neck. I tried. We all did. If I'd protected you more, you wouldn't have gone, he wouldn't have chased you. There's nobody's fault here. There's a little piece of everybody involved in all of this. Now... I fought foolish. I thought I can... I thought... I could. There were just too many. And you, you say Timic gave up his soul for you. You know that for a fact. Yes, I heard everything. Shakas thought he was interesting, liked him like he liked me. It's not a pawn in his fucking game. I don't I don't know what to say that uh, that milk drinking fool 
surprises me once again. I, I would have never thought him someone to sacrifice himself for the good of anybody. Uh, no offense, but let alone you. I guess he's hiding something from us the whole time. I wish I treated him better. I'll make up for it, I promise. Well, let me tell you this. If if he laid down his soul for you, I think you treated him all right. But don't ever do that to me again. You, you had me more scared than a squire in the abyss. And she pulls back a little bit and she kind of just puts her small hands on his face and just looks at him like, I'm sorry to I'm sorry, Maury. I really am. I just kind of lean over and give her a kiss on the forehead. What are we going to do now? Well, hope it involves revenge. <laughs> That's all I want to do right now. I need to take care of the uh, witch that's a part of Shakas, and I will hunt everything down and I will kill it and I will eventually kill him oh yeah by the way I made another deal with that thing um Shakas no and she looks at, at her black hair yeah, I was going to get to that. Um, uh, I, I feel around in my mouth to see if I, I feel my teeth. Your teeth are all there. Although you now have abnormally long canines comparatively to what you had before. And I kind of show Mori. Yep. <laughs> does, uh, does he seem still to be what you would classify as humanoid? She's not now a bathing aberration undead. <laughs> I give him my my wrist. Check my pulse. <laughs> You feel for her pulse. There's a heartbeat, albeit a very, very slow one. Well, I think before we go trying to kill a witch, we should probably find a safe place to settle down for the night and let all this sink in a bit. What do you think, Twyla? I think that's a good idea. Juliet, is that you? And she smiles somewhat. 
And you see her laugh and move close to you and hug you. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. <clears throat> I'm so sorry about what happened, Antimic. Wasn't your fault. It's not your fault either. Don't do that to yourself. I did it to me. And that's not good. Please. You'll Just, be okay. You'll be okay too. Please don't. Don't blame yourself like that. It's not gonna do anything good. Just concentrate on, on what you want to do and forget about that because that's not going to help you. And I'm just, I'm still hugging you like really strong while I say everything. <laughs> and she hugs you back. Like, just think I'll shoot. Are you better now? Are you feeling? Stronger? I'm tired. I'm not going to sleep. I'm afraid if I sleep, something bad will happen. But I think we should find a safe place to rest and recover. Agreed. Yeah. Let's get some rest. Okay. Um, in order to find somewhere to rest, I will need a survival check from somebody. Um, whoever wants to take helm that they can. I'll do that. Uh, I figured it would be can, you. <laughs> can I sort of glance around to see if oh we boy. can um, see before we go if we know where did these guys came from or if they were sent by the witch or if there's something that we can like. Hmm, give me give me a religion check. Can I help Mori with um I would have went with him? I guess. <laughs> That's a little better. Um, so with the 21 Morharan, you are able to find a, what feels to be safe. I mean, it's, it's the Dreadmire Swamp in the middle of the night. It's probably not the safest place in the world to be resting, um, for the evening, especially based on your experience with what's been going on before, but you do find somewhere to bed down for the night that feels a little bit more secure. With your nine on your religion check, Twyla, I mean, Juliet kind of already described that it seems that these. I mean, you kind of. Get the feeling that it's probably related to the witch. But that's about all you're really gleaning on the fact that like on the fact that these things just kind of rose up out of the ground based on the dating that Morhoron did before. There's a lot of bones in this area. It may have been once a old dumping ground for some sort of war party or something along those lines, but you're not really sure. There's a lot of history on this particular continent um, that you're not too familiar with, unfortunately, so but there there's there's death. Def Whoa, there goes my camera. There's definitely a lot of death. Let's put it that way in this region. Oh, there it works. Um, See if I can get it to catch up with me. Um, but uh, you. Yeah, that's about all you can glean from that. Sorry. 
That's okay. All right. So, bedding down for the night. I really hope my video is actually in sync right now. Uh, you all um, may begin, well, you may begin your watches, depending on how you decide to rest and what rhythm you decide to rest in. I would take my watch with, um, with Maury. Okay. I'm not going to sleep, so I guess I'll stay in a corner. Okay. <clears throat> Be that as it may. If it's that, if we're still resting, so I can't throw some dice, right? Um, you're technically, yeah, we are resting. If you decide not to sleep, um, you can roll dice for your short, well, it's a long rest, but you're, you're not moving anywhere, so it can be a short rest for you. Can we review how many death saves do I have? Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna sleep. Okay. I'm going to. Juliet, see. you have you have zero now. And you so getting rid of your soul, doing all that, yeah, nice. And you are still giving yourself cursed? up to someone else again. I mean, it... <laughs> that curse is really strong. Uh, I'm going to take a look at my blade and see what does it look like, because this will be the first time since. Yeah. So you summon your blade. It's still a sword, but it's much different than what you've seen before and what you've all seen before. You all see this kind of almost jagged, zigzagging, although ele like elegant, like elegantly crafted blade that almost kind of zigzags as it comes out. Almost red in color, made out of some sort of strange metal you've never seen before. Like it's, it just looks like it's permanently like infused with crimson. At the hilt, you see these almost like two Jeez, there goes my camera again. You see these two fangs. Nope, apparently my camera's dead. All right, hold on. <laughs> oh, there it is again. You see these two f Okay. This is the first time the camera's ever done this. This is funny. Um, you see these two fangs kind of um, almost sprout from the <coughs> from the hilt of the blade. My goodness. For someone who uses a lot of body language, this is not working out for me. Um, you see these, two, you see the two fangs sprout from the hilt of the blade, and oh, you are freezing hardcore, my dude. I, like, I know I am. It's kind of crazy, right? Um, and you see this kind of like powerful red gem um, at the base of it. I'm gonna try and see if I can't get this thing to fix itself. Hold on. <laughs> he turned it down, has no pants on. 
Huh. You interesting. Uh, Hardcore freezing. Da, 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 da. Okay, you look better. There we go. Do I though? Because I'm really delayed. <laughs> Not barely. Not as bad as she was. Okay. You're like a two second delay. Yeah, just a two second delay. Not like a five minute delay. That's so much better. Here, we're gonna redo it and redo it and see if I can't bring it back to life. Uh, that might be better. Hey, there we go. Tech. <laughs> um, anyway, blue collar stream without it. No, and ironically, it just decided to not just work suddenly instead of it being like a pre-stream tech issue. Um, anyway, so two fangs, red gem, jagged blade. It's red. <laughs> And very intimidating. This is new. You know, while I was um, gone, all I could think about was you guys. Okay, of course, in the mix of me reselling my soul. And well, he didn't want my soul. He wanted to, to make a deal to kill the, the cat. Um, so technically my soul is mine, but I will see. <laughs> I'm perfectly right with any plan that gets rid of that mangy thing. Uh, you, you look different, Juliet. I feel different. Yeah. Don't. Don't feel like myself. Don't look like myself. I guess there could be worse. I could be dead, right? You could. I guess we. We will need to. Adjust. And if there's something that you need or you feel strange, let us know so we can help you. I'm hungry. I look at Mori. <laughs> You're hungry, huh? Like starved. I think I have some jerky. Pretty high quality stuff. Let me see. I pull out some of the uh, the good stuff. Only the would, yeah, the good stuff from Bristol. <laughs> I would try to take a bite of it and see how it tastes. You take a bite. You taste the dried muscly flesh that whatever this creature was that this jerky was made out of was constituted of from. It's satiating, however, and you get that kind of like, I don't want to say metallic-y, but that kind of just like meaty kind of taste that you get from eating jerky. This tastes but kind it's of... Not, but it's not 
satisfying. This is kind of gross. No offense, Mori, but this doesn't do anything. It's all right. Uh, me and Timmy put a pretty hefty investment in getting this uh, some improvements made, so at least next time you'll have something to compare it to. Rations, maybe? Are there rations left? I think I may have some. Yeah, I probably got a couple in here. I'll put some rations out. And I put some rations out, I'll start eating them myself. <laughs> like, she's just kind of, like, looking at the food, like, mm, none of that seems good. Which is weird, because Mori's eating, like, my favorite thing right now. Yeah, as you, as everybody around you continues to eat their rations, and, and you eat and partake in some of yourself, and from a, a nutritional standpoint, it does the job. I mean, you feel full, but... Dang, you're just still hungry for some reason. Not sure why. Um... Be back in a few moments. Yeah. Did they come with you? Or you? No, you're still can... kind of recovering from everything you went through. You can come with if you'd like. Sure. I'll stay here, watch the area, I guess. Okay. And I'm going hunting i'm gonna see if i can find like a rabbit or something okay um go ahead and give me a survival check mm -hmm. uh maury's with you so he can help <laughs> i need to pull up the right window so with an 18 you are able to with it being a swamp and my camera is messing up again um, with it being a swamp you are able to find a number of different frogs and toads and things of that nature um, you do eventually stumble across a snake and you are able to capture it um, and, and kill it um, you now have a snake it is your choice of what to do with it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look at it and like think about fry like the thought of frying it makes me sad. Um, but I'm going to sink my sink my teeth into it and drink it. Uh, all right, that's one way to do it. You sink your teeth in. And you begin to to suck the blood out of this uh, snake. And as you do, it's you begin to feel a little bit of a sense of calm come over you. You begin to relax a little bit. And while not 
completely satisfying. It'll do the job for now. That feels better. Should we go back to camp? And she just seems a little more chipper and... <clears throat> yeah, let's, uh... Yep, let's go back. <laughs> and she will skip her way back. <laughs> Or he's just thinking, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking something. <laughs> he's like, I've got thoughts. Um... Back from the dead, though, so we'll, we'll give things a little bit of some time and see where it goes. I've never died before, so I don't know what I'm supposed to act like when I get back. No, I, I mean, last time I died, I didn't want this, but I don't know, maybe every time is different. Maybe next time I'll have the taste for, like, I don't know, caviar or something. Yeah. Hopefully we don't ever have to find out. Mm. Third time's the charm, right? I sure hope not. I don't think I can deal with that again. You miss me? And the problem was when when I saw you go into that hole, I thought about as useful as wings on a worm. I I couldn't do anything. I just had to sit and wait and hope and yeah, just never felt like it's been a long time since I was a kid that I had that feeling helplessness I'm sorry I made you filled up no it's like I said it's not your fault I just I have to figure out something this, I can't be caught like that again And then I would eventually go to sleep. Mm -hmm. so I have plans if something happens. More Haran. Oh boy. Give me a wisdom saving throw, please. I'm gonna... 16. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so with a 16... Okay, I'm throwing my camera up. Um, with a 16, you... are fine. So, with... Twyla... Keeping watch for the entire night, <laughs> it would appear. <laughs> um, the two of you are able to achieve a long rest. I want to roll my dice. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> 
and get all your spells lack and everything else. Now, a uh, question for you. Did I ever get a message from the... She was like an elf woman uh, selling those potions. I told her we were going to the Dreadmere and she said she might need me to pick her something up after I got done talking to Bristol about the uh, jerky factory. Yeah. Sorry, say it again, just to remind me. I don't know if she ever reached, she was going to reach out to me. I told her we were going to the Dreadmire and I was going to try to save up to get some potions from her that were too expensive at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said she might be able to help me out if I brought her something back. And she said eventually she would tell me what she needed. I just don't know if she ever did that. She has not yet. Um... (laughs) Yeah, she's not yet. Well, good morning, ladies. Uh, Ready to... I guess, really, where are we going? What are we doing? Is it are we heading right now to find that nasty witch, or...? That was my plan. I don't know what your plans are. My plans to follow you into the den of that woman, I guess. Then we go. Please, because I am going to die soon if this keeps like this. I am very tired. (laughs) Then let's go. I also okay. look around for Mr. Squeakington. And I look at Juliet to see if she's okay with this new body. <laughs> you look around for Sir Squeakington. He's not there. But flying out of your pouch is a apparition of a very familiar looking bird hey uh, <laughs> what didn't she put her finger out for Dale he flies up to go to your finger there's something off about him his normal like yellow vibrant feathers have gone darker not quite but almost black and as he goes to fly up to your finger he actually flies through your finger and then perches on top of it oh have you gone through a change too little bird yeah well i feel like something's kind of missing <laughs> like well, i don't know my, like like my body well it's timic that's missing timic's in hell at the moment well yeah that's what i mean my body what you mean your body that my body like timic was your body yeah 
I have so many questions, but I'm going to put you on my shoulder and we're going to talk this out. All right. Whatever, Tuts. Because I don't have a beard to put you in. So you're going to stay on my shoulder, little bird. All right. So uh... I, told you, I told you it was all your fault. Yes, yes, Dale. I feel bad about it. Well, we get t- we'll get him back. We'll try to get him back. We might be able to get him back. All right. Well, Jules, uh, how do we find this lady? Um, DM, would I kind of have an idea how to find her? You know she's north. You've been given some general instructions from the um, the sovereign of the fungal grove that you've visited before. You notice the further you travel north, the more the landscape of the swamp changes, the more uh, soupy it gets. Mm-hmm. And especially as you when you go to veer off course as you've been traveling um, through the swamp for a while, as you begin to kind of go in certain directions, you have this feeling that you should probably follow the path that is the soupiest, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> Let's go this way. It. I don't know why, but something feels right about this way. It's just more disgusting, but let's go. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll help you try to find the most disgusting way, then. Alright. As you all walk forth, um, can I get a perception check, please? Sure. Sorry, I meant they're old ones, but okay. And Twilight, you as well. <clears throat> Natural twenty. All right. As you all begin to kind of meander your way forward, you. Twilight, actually, all three of you um, observe this. There's a bit of a a little bit of a commotion um, after you've been traveling about four or five hours here. Which is strange because you're in the middle of a swamp. It just the, the fact that other living forms are even here. Um, don't really make sense. You see off in the distance what appears to be the gathering of a few individuals, although they're very hard to make out from this distance. As you... Yeah. 
And as you approach and get closer, you do notice there almost appears to be a collection of a few of them on two different um, areas, almost gathered around these two very large looking structures. They haven't seen you yet, but if you were to get closer, they might observe you. Not very up to a fight. Do we think this is going to end into a fight? What, uh, can you tell what they are? Twily, you can. Um, as you peer in closer, you see what appears to be a gathering of blue half dragon kin. Can I use detect thoughts to more or less see what's going on without being intrusive? Sure. Um, what is the, let me pull up detect thoughts here really fast, just so I can understand it. Uh, just so I can make I sure. I love that. detect thoughts. Yeah, that's a good I, spell. I have a um, detect thoughts. For the duration, you can read the thoughts of certain creatures and cast a spell. You can focus your mind on the creature you choose is intelligent, three or lower. It doesn't speak any language. It's unaffected. You initially surface thoughts of the creature. Yeah. Um, so by using detect thoughts, um, you peer into the thoughts of one of the closer uh, dra um, half-dragon kin that's kind of patrolling um, the area that you're standing in. He kind of just, he's thinking about this will never work fire on top of a crocodile that sounds really stupid yep. as you as you look closer you notice that these very large creatures that they're gathered or very large objects that they're gathered around fit the description of an extra large crocodile two of them is there like someone else I can switch to that seems closer to the crocodiles or something? Like, sure. This sure. one's crazy. I, I don't think he'll help and I'll look to someone else. Sure. You peer into the surface thoughts of one of the individuals closer. You're not getting half dragon kin off of this one. It's something else. And, he, and it just goes... <sighs> All right. Well, if I, if I take this, I mean, this crystal, from my understand it, it does this. So if I put it, I just under making the link between the thoughts of this creature to the crystal is very delicate. It's going to be a very, if I, well, if I make the link between, and that's kind of like all you get is basically this person is deep in thought, trying to figure out a way to get this thing to work. So I say to my companions, um, I'm reading a lot of strange things. The first thing is about putting cockadrills on fire and this other guy is trying to link 
touch something to a crystal, do do I know like what they're talking about, or is it like total gibberish to me? It's not gibberish, but I mean, you gather they're trying to do some sort of magical experiment, in a sense. Mm. As you kind of continue to kind of peer around on the surface thoughts and, and you get back to this person that's working on the crocodile, it's like, I hope they, well, well, maybe if I can make it look like the crocodile is is uh, breathing fire, maybe they'll, maybe they'll be okay with that and they'll like not, they won't hurt me. You peer around to the surface thoughts of another one of these creatures and they just go, I don't think this, this Boondingle's saying he, he doesn't know what he's thinking. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We should just kill him. Mm, well, I don't think they are especially hostile, but I think they are planning to kill someone. I don't know if you guys think it wise to intervene. Maybe we could help them with whatever it is they are trying to do. I'm not sure. Naive, severe the link and give a step back and look at Mari oh. and Juliet. We really need to get to the witch, but if you want to, we can. Well, yeah, I know you have something important you want uh, accomplished. If you think they can help us on our journey, great. If not, maybe we try to just scoot around. Well, they are odd people, I guess. I just don't want to get attacked because I'm not a... To the normal person, we're an odd group. Yep. <laughs> you may be right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to go up to them. Okay. You make your presence known. You walk out. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the half, uh, dragonkin, um, one of the, there's, as you kind of get closer to the scene, you observe more of kind of what Twyla is describing. You see in front of you, these two rather large crocodiles on the side, you see two kind of more heavily armored looking half dragon, um, warriors kind of in front of you that look remarkably similar to the ones that attacked you in your sleep in Nulgrim along with more what appear to be almost like kind of like foot soldier-esque or um, lesser gladiator types uh, warriors of the same half blue dragonkin um, meandering around. You also see a gnome and a blue-winged tiefling. The gnome appears to be working on these, this giant crocodile, and it looks like the blue tiefling is just kind of watching over. Give me an insight check. She's super insightful. Mm-hmm. Jesus, so many dice. Um, the first one is a 20. You get the sense from this blue tiefling that he's 
while still technically he's definitely superior to this gnome in whatever standard stature that this hierarchy is here um he's not treating it with the same kind of disgust and disdain that some of the other half that the other half dragonborn or half sorry half dragon kin are treating him um a couple of times you actually see these half dragon men like basically kind of like kick dirt at him and like like when he like starts to struggle with something they kind of like smack him down and like this blue tiefling just kind of like um after he gets smacked down kind of like just tries to help him get back up and tries to like hand him tools and stuff like that and try to help him with his job i guess is the best way you can put it as you step forward one of these uh more armored warriors goes stop who are you i'm I mean no harm, sir. Just me and my friends were making our way through the forest, and oh, you were kind of just here. Friends? There's more of you. What are you doing out here in the swamp? Well, we're making our way to the next town, as one does. Give me a deception check with disadvantage <laughs> before that can I just like walk out of the whatever I am hiding and tell could you point us the way please we are lost maybe Twyla you can give me a deception check too with disadvantage if you'd like Mohoran, what are you doing? Who's that? What are you doing, Mohoran? Are you still uh, staying back, hidden? No, I, I was walking up with Julia. Oh, perfect. So I'm standing right there. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Would you mind telling us what you're doing here? Hey, boys, look what just walked up on our doorstep. Master's been looking for you. As he brandishes his weapon. I need you all to roll initiative. Um, so we're going to move over there. Hi, what happened here? I was just trying to be nice. Your master is a bit of a bitch. <laughs> Please. Well, if making them angry will help with, I don't know, giving them disadvantage, then keep going. <laughs> All right. Come on, mouse, get to where I want you to be. <laughs> Oops, hold on. Sorry, I just reset you all, my bad. Do you remember what you were, Juliet and Morhron and Twyla? I had 19. Uh, I had 17. 
Oh, I got a 14. I'm trying to edit them myself here. Hold on. 17. Oh, 12, 12. Juliet, where were you again? 19. And Twyla? You were 12? I think oh. so. I see a 14 oh. and a 12, so. Oh, any. perfect. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, with that being said, let me make the stream view a little bit better. I look over to Mori, like, I'm ready to have some fun. At the start of the initiative order, the blue tiefling is at first. Demakos, what would you like to do? Um, I mean, I know that they're looking for them, right? So yeah, you know that they're looking for this particular individual group. Um, but this also might be the opportune time to take the action that you've been meaning to for a very long time. You might be able to escape without having anyone know about your whereabouts after you complete this. Okay. This might be your only yeah. chance. So I'm going to move over to him. I'm going to attack that guy with my my axe. Excellent. Go ahead and attack with your axe. Uh, Twyla, Morhoron, and uh, Juliet, you all see all of a sudden this the blue tiefling that was watching over the uh, the gnomish figure all of a sudden just completely almost turns heel on his comrades and starts attacking his <clears throat> own his own people for whatever reason. A, a con save for stunning strike. You need a con save for stunning strike. Okay. DC thirteen. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 22. Okay, so he succeeds, and I will... And that was five points of damage, it looks like? Yeah. And then... I will attack him again. Alright, go for it. I don't know if that hits. Uh, that just barely hits. Right, um, with a, a 16 to hit, so that'll be another 10 points of damage and another stunning strike. That's yeah. a natural one. All right, so he is considered stunned. Okay, and then I'm going to... What were the little green guys? Sorry. The little green guys are actually just... Um, they are also half-dragon kin but they're just lesser if that makes sense they're just lesser warriors. they're hostile too though right but they're also hostile as well yes all right so then i'm going to bite onto that guy i was and going sorry, to fix the overlay but that's not going to happen <laughs> not midstream uh go for it <laughs> what were you gonna do <laughs> so you're coming over here um, and uh... it says when i spend one key point i can also make this attack. Yep, go for it. Uh, 
Ooh, that definitely hits. Um, so you all see this tiefling kind of come forth and just kind of whack, whack into um, one of these half dragon born or half dragon kin and knock him to the ground, stunning him, leaving him behind. He then turns and fires a bolt of yellow energy at one of these other creatures as he charges up to it, hitting it with this kind of radiant bolt of energy. Um, anything else on your turn? I believe that's all I can do. Okay. Um, the half dragonborn man is stunned, so he's doing nothing. Um, that's going to bring us to um, this guy way up here way up here he is going to move his 5 10 15 20 feet up to Morhron and attempt to attack him with his club that's going to be an 11 to hit which definitely misses Morhron um moving on the giant crocodile seeing all bedlam break loose decides to make a snack of one of these creatures Particularly the one that you just beat up on, because why not? And... Um... First, it's going to go in and try to attack him with its tail. And definitely hit it. And deal 20 points of damage. Requiring a saving throw, but that does nothing. And this one is just like smashed into the muck. Then it turns around. Actually, defeating it, it goes in and starts making a morsel out of that meal, um, foregoing its second attack. But it is right up next to you there, Demakos. Bringing us to Juliet. Mm, I'm gonna run around this side. So I'm flanking with Mori. Okay. Um trying to find my weapon which is in inventory somewhere there we go it's, it's uh, uh your your sanguine packed weapon i see i see okay and sh i'm going to summon my blade and i am going to hit it twice all right go for it uh, with advantage yes with advantage roll why are you not rolling there, uh it's in, it's in the chat you have to click the attack button when you do it that way you have to do it that um unless you target God. i know it's a pain it's a pain in the butt unless you okay. like you have, to, you have to know all the buttons <laughs> okay. which are different for every single vtt out there <laughs> that is the um, that, that definitely hits go ahead and roll damage okay. i'm gonna um, roll again to see if it's a crit okay normal Okay, well, that didn't do what I wanted it to do. <laughs> that is okay. So, um, and that 14 points of damage, though, is enough to... Oh, not quite take him out, but he is really hurt. And then I'm going to do it again. All right, and you do it again. Uh, okay, standard roll. There we go. And then once more. Yeah, hit it again, yeah. 
The 15 does hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Are you using both hands? If you're using both hands, use the versatile feature. Oh yeah, then I've been I've been using both hands. Okay. Yeah, you don't have a shield or anything, so I'd assume you'd use both hands. Yeah. That's gonna be 18 points of damage, and that's enough to take this thing out. And as you bring in for that last slash and jab your sword into it and yank it out. A similar thing happens where the blood that courses across the crimson, the, uh, the sanguine pact weapon is absorbed into it. You almost see the red gem begin to glow and like the blood begins to kind of drip off the teeth on the weapon. Ooh, and you feel quick. oddly and you feel oddly satiated by this moment. Quick question, uh, since I murdered it, um, my accused specter, whatever, quiet, whatever Cursed. it's called. A curse, a specter. Uh, does is that a bonus action or can that just happen? That uh, happens when you. Sorry, go ahead, JD. I think it's, you can just use it once per like rest, and it's when you just kill a humanoid enemy. Yeah, so I'm it gonna, comes I'm, out. I'm gonna raise it. All right, your accursed specter. Once I can find him. Oh, of course, his picture is different now, but. There he is. <laughs> I have to fix this picture. <laughs> when I poured everything over, it changed everything. <laughs> Fine. But he's right there. Uh, when does he act? Does he act on my turn? Does he act on another turn? Um, he's going to act on your turn just for the sake of ease. Okay. So I can't find out what he does. Where's my stuff? Um, you should have. It's under your spirit. There's a folder called Juliet's Spirit, and he's in there. Okay. <laughs> he has his own little thing. Okay, there we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna find him too, and hopefully fix his token really fast while we're on stream. Okay, I'm gonna send him. Cause I just over. love doing all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna send him over to um this blue dude, this blue half dragon whatever this thing is i'm gonna have him do a short sword attack multi attack standard roll okay why not why you no do this where did you move Stand him? i moved him up next to the blue creature the blue dragon thing the one that's um stunned right now yes all right, so he has advantage on the strike. Okay. That's the first hit. And then um, that'll hit. For six points of force damage. Let's do it again or no. I believe. Hold on one second. I'm trying to remember what stun just has advantage. Roll again to see if you crit. Okay. If you hold the alt key and then click on like the attack button, it should roll two dice. It didn't crit, so that's okay. Um, so the next time you click on it, you should be able to hit alt attack and it should roll two dice. Should. Oh, that's my goal. All right. Um, ending your turn. Uh, that is going to bring us to... Um, that's gonna bring us to our little gnome friend here, 
Boondingles Spitterbomb. Um, Boondingles is going to um, panic, as he does. Um, and he is going to attempt to use a spell. Which for some reason, oh, it's saying it's not prepared, but it is. That's annoying. Um, he is going to use his color spray. Um, and he is going to pray that he doesn't get murdered. Um, 24. I don't think color spray worked the way it was supposed to work. <laughs> I'm like, it just did damage and that was it. I don't think that's what it's supposed to do. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Um, roll 60, 10, 15 foot cone. Each creature by, affected by this spell is blinded. All right, so the crocodile just actually has all of his hit points. So sorry, folks. <laughs> but he is blinded. Which is going to be so much fun for him. Um, and then Boondiggles is going to try to run away in a direction. Although he's not really sure where to run. So he's going to try to strafe around this crocodile and run off this way. Um, the crocodile is going to get an attack of opportunity against him. Um, and is going to attempt to use... Sorry, folks. It's going to try to use his tail attack against him. At disadvantage, that's still a 21 to hit Boondingles. Um, he does not make his strength save, um, but doesn't matter because he is just completely destroyed and eaten by this blind crocodile. <laughs> poor guy. Um, poor Boondingles. Um, that brings us to... <laughs> Oh, no. Well, well, whatever he was doing, he's not doing it anymore. Um, that brings us to this guy down here. He is going to try to move, but apparently Foundry's going to not work for me right now because I don't use, I don't have the right thing highlighted. There we go. He's going to try to move around here to go after Demakos because he's doing something. I don't, he doesn't understand why Demakos is going crazy. Um, and is going to try to knock some sense into him. Um, that's going to be a 15 to hit, and that deals 7 points of damage to Demakos, which has already been auto-calculated, so you don't have to do anything there. Um, but that ends that guy's turn. Morhoron, you're up. Alright, Jules, I think I'm helping the new guy. Go for it. There. Uh, 
18. 18 a hit on the crocodile? Yeah. Um, yeah, that hits. Go ahead and roll damage. It's a big crocodile. It's kind of hard to miss. Oof. That is a lot of damage on that crocodile. Okay. Um, Welcome so, back, Maury. Yeah. That is <laughs> no, 28 no, points other. of damage. <laughs> uh, and is, is it uh, large or smaller? It is a large... It is technically... That's a huge creature. Okay, huge. So it won't be pushed then. Um, all right. So, uh, well, let's do it again. Go for it. Uh, an 11, unfortunately, does not hit. So you come in and this crocodile just like, it's just like, and just kind of like as much as a crocodile could like snicker at you, just kind of sees you run up, but you just go whack right across the nose. And it's just, it reels back. And as you come in for your second strike, it kind of like rears back and like tries to as deftly as a crocodile can move out of the way. Um, anything else? Um... I believe that's it for me. Okay. Okay. Um, that is going to bring us to um, this one up here. He is going to make his move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. He's going to make his way all the way to you, Juliet. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and try to attack you with his club. He is going to hit with a 19 to hit for all of four points of damage. That's already calculated into your character sheet. Thanks to Foundry. Uh, uh, hellish Rebuke. Hellish Rebuke. Go ahead and roll for your Hellish Rebuke. Mm-hmm. In the spell book. There you are. No, that's not true. Why aren't you never where I need you to be? There we go. <laughs> Uh, standard roll. Yes, cast spell. Did it do the thing? I've got to roll a saving throw. That is going to fail with a nine. Um, your hellish rebuke damage because it's upcast. I don't know if it ever figures that out. Um, it's actually more damage than what you would normally be. Uh, where are you? Hellish rebuke. So So you're casting level four spells, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be 4d10 fire damage. So just throw four, or sorry, not fire damage, necrotic damage. Um, go ahead and just roll 4d10 cool. using the dice tray. And roll. Oof. 16 points of damage to this guy as he comes in and it's just like, and like comes in to smash at you. He hits you, but then you just kind of. What do you do for your hellish rebuke? What I do is I laugh, okay. and uh, I like normal my eyes would go back, and I would just this energy would just burst out of my being. Mm-hmm. And it does happen. And as your eyes roll back and you laugh at this creature. You all kind, you all see this almost like black spectral like um, it's like energies Iker. and ichor just kind of form out of the um, out of the aura from Julia and just dives into this creature and just like re- writhes in pain. 
Um, Twyla, you're up. Hey, blue guy. Everyone is an enemy. Yeah, that gnome was okay, but he was eaten. <laughs> so I want to see how if that cockadrow that is high in front of Mori looks like hurt or if it looks really strong. Oh, you and saw Mori whack the crap out of it. It looks pretty hurt. And I want to see what's that thing that is on the floor. Um, that is uh, Juliet's little specter. The blue one? <laughs> yeah, the little guy. The, the, the little red one? No, the blue one, the blue one uh, below. The oh, one. this one right here? Uh, that's a bad guy. That's a bad guy, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... And the one that is attacking Juliet, does it look hurt? Or is it okay? Um, the one that is attacking Juliet looks pretty hurt as well. So I'm gonna start with the one that is attacking Juliet, and I'm gonna use a fire bolt. You can. All right. Go ahead and use your fire bolt. Roll to attack. 21 will definitely hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, while I'm casting, it's going to be like, Juliet, watch out. For 17. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, as she does that, she snarls like something comes over her. She snarls. I got it. Yeah, you do. As the flames of Twilight's uh, Firebolt zoom out and completely char and eliminate this half-dragon from existence. Leaving a pile of ash in front of you. Anything else in your turn, Twyla? Sorry, Juliet! <laughs> uh, and she shakes her head like, it's, no, it's fine, you're okay. And I uh, want to go a little bit like around here, lower, to stay away from that bad guy. Blue bag guy, right. just in case. Alright. Um, that's gonna bring us back to the blind crocodile. Um He is going to oh. Um He's gonna meander in this direction, but he doesn't really know where he is and he just kinda swings wildly. Um, he doesn't know you're really there, Julia, so he, roll a d20. Okay. Do, do, do. Two. All right. He is going to attack you. Uh, with his tail. It is a disadvantage. Uh, but an 18 still hits <laughs> uh, for 20 points of damage, and that's already auto-calculated for you um, as it comes in and throws its tail down. Um, oh, you had to make a strength save. That strength save does succeed. Um, and then 
that's going to be it for his turn because he just kind of accidentally hits you. <laughs> um, bringing us to the one um, half uh, blue dragonkin that's actually left standing and not stunned right now. Um, he is going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And he is going to... He is going to use his lightning breath attack in a line. Um, he's going to hit his own guy, but he does not care. Um, I'm going to need a dexterity saving throw from you, Demakos. Natural 20. Uh, and then from his own guy. Well, I don't know what happened there. Um, they were the same number anyway, so that's fine. Um, uh, so you take half damage um, of 26. So that is going to be 13 points of damage to you, Demakos, which I will take care of for you. Um, and he actually just completely fries his own guy in the process. Um, ending his turn. Brings us back to you, Demakos. I'll move up to that guy, just breath attack me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to. Um, Start punching. <laughs> no. There's just so many things. <laughs> Never played this class. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to, uh, attack him. All right. My axe again. Okay. And 17's... I'm going to try stunning strike. So it's another, uh, DC 13. Yep. Um, that is going to hit. Um, he makes a save, uh, but he does still take 12 points of damage. Okay. Now I will attack him again. Okay. That definitely hits for nine points of damage with a twenty-three to hit. Do you need another yeah. check for me? Uh no, I'm not doing that again. Okay. And then I'm going to use this attack uh searing arc strike to cast burning hands on him as a bonus action okay um it doesn't give me any more information than that <laughs> <laughs> oh spell book spell book i guess yeah it's right yeah here. It's a, it should be in the spell book yeah um You have to save. It's a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a 14. 
that succeeds, right? Okay. And then it still takes half damage. Okay. So of 13, that's going to be six points of damage. And then that's it. All right. I believe. Okay. That brings us to this other half dragonborn or half dragon. It's not a dragonborn. I keep saying that. Um, he is no longer stunned. Um, so he is going to stand up. Um, with this bonus action, he takes out a stone out of his pocket and um, goes ahead and rubs it and then puts it back in his pocket or drops on the ground, actually. And then it's going to go ahead and try to attack your spirit here, Juliet. Mm-hmm. With his spear. That is going to hit with a 17 hit, and that's going to do 16 piercing damage to your... He's still your... up. Yeah, he is still up. Um, however, this guy has multi-attack. So he is going to do that two more times. Come in with another spear attack. Uh, this is going to be a 25 to hit, and that is going to deal nine points of damage to the spirit. Mm. Bring the spirit down to 11. And one more attack with a 22 to hit for 14 points of damage, and that actually does take your spirit out. Okay. Um, he is then going to move up to you that brings us to the crocodile down here by Mori um, last thing that I attacked it was um, actually who attacked it last uh, Mori that makes sense um, so it's gonna attack you Mori um, first with its tail that is gonna be an 18 to hit which does hit you for a total of nine points of damage, which puts it on there already. And then I believe I'm you have gonna, a strength safe. I'm gonna use my vengeful assault too. Um, let me do my strength save first because I can't if I'm on the ground. Right. Um, the 14 is not enough, so you are knocked prone. I will vengeful assault at disadvantage then. Okay. So that's going to be a 20 to hit. Um, that definitely hits. Four. Let's see. Oh, it said you succeeded your... St oh, this is confusing. It says you succeeded your strength save. Oh, because you use... Wait. Oh, you rolled it twice. That's why. That's really confusing. Um, so it's actually only 13 damage because three of that was uh, Booming Blade, which I took off. So 13 points of damage. Um, That is enough to take this crocodile out. How do you want to do this from down on the ground? <laughs> uh, smacks me with its tail and knocks me on the ground and then... As it turns to face me, I just kind of lash out and smash it across the face with my hammer laying on the ground. Perfect. That takes it out. And I kind of just look up at the blue guy and kind of give him a look like, 
<laughs> All right, excellent. Uh, that is going to bring us to Juliet. Uh, Juliet, going, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to hit it with my sword. Which thing? Uh, the one, the, the blue bitch that's in front of me. Okay, go ahead and hit the blue bitch that's in front of you. Uh, attack. Uh, 17 will hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Oof. 15 points of damage to this guy, and as you come down with your sword and slice into him, that blood just kind of continues to seep and um, get consumed by your sword as you continue to just feel this surge of energy. Can you give me a wisdom saving throw, please, Juliet? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I got it. Okay, there it is. There it is. It's a new thing, so I'm getting used to it. With a 21, you were able to resist your bloodlust, and you're fine. Continue. Uh, I'm going to go to hit it once more. <laughs> you resist your bloodlust? I hit it anyway. <laughs> Natural 20 on that hit. Go ahead and roll double damage. Yes. Versatile. Oof. All right, uh, so that is, how much more was that? 28 points of damage on that strike. Um, yeah, give me another wisdom save. <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to on that one. All right, um, so with a, full, with a total of eight, you um, now experience hunger level one. Okay. Okay, no, that's fine. Um, which isn't too bad. Um, anything else in your turn? Um, nope, nope. That's all I'm gonna do. All right. Mohran. The uh, the blue guy in front of her is still alive and kicking. Yeah, but he's not doing so hot. All right. Uh, I am going to stand up. Okay. Um. So that's. I've got this much more left here. I'm gonna. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I will chuck a couple of hand axes at the, um, the one that she's with. Absolutely, go ahead. Just add one, whatever your roll is. Some of the things didn't port over perfectly. This I mean, right. or you don't have to. So that's going to be a 26 to hit. So definitely roll damage on that. Nine points of damage. Actually, yep. no, that's actually uh, 10 points of damage because it's a plus one damage hatchet, not a plus one to hit hatchet. 
I think it's on it's on the damage. One D six. Oh, it is. Yeah. All right. I'll take your word for it. Um, He's looking pretty close to death. All right, let's try it again. Hits. Same thing. All right, same thing. Um, how do you want to do this? Uh, just right. Between, I want to kind of as I'm running up, I want to. I envision myself running and just pulling out and boom, throw one, throw the second. And then as I do that, I action surge. All right. And I run right up to the, uh, actually, if I'm action surge, I can go around to here. And now I'm going to start going after that thing. All right. Go for it. All I can remember is I can remember Juliet going down last time, and I don't want to tap it again, so I'm going all out on. Mm-hmm. Right. Go for it. Uh, 17 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Eight. With your Maul of Psychosis. We'll do this. And... Oof. Plus... 20 points of damage. Plus... Roll it. Come on. <laughs> Probably gonna roll like nine at once once it does roll. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what it does. Whoa, Tyson Biswick, thank you for liking the page. Hey. Hey. Alright, you won't roll that extra V8 for any reason, but uh so that was my first hit. Here, I'll roll it. Oops, that's two D8s. My bad. There we go. Oh, it's a one. <laughs> 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 21 um, points of damage. And one more attack. Go for it. We froze Foundry. Or you froze Foundry on your side. One of the two. Ah, there it is. Uh, I uh, like Yeah, D8. go ahead. Uh, so... Whatever 13. that D8 is, it's going to hit because he's got a 14 armor class. So right. after you roll that, it's going to hit. But it's actually my... But it's only 10. Oh, it's only 10 damage? Yeah, because I, I can't do that booming blade twice, so... All right. So 10 damage. Okay. And... I believe that is... Actually, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And that's it for me. All right, perfect. That is going to bring us to Twyla. Good job, Mari. Don't let Julian get hurt. I'm trying. I'm going to say... Careful, blue guy, and I'm gonna cast Firebolt again. All right, go for it. Cast your Firebolt. Uh, that definitely hits. Go ahead and roll your damage. Eight points of fire damage. Perfecto. Anything else on your turn? 
Yeah, I'm gonna get closer to Mari because um, I want to feel safe too. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, that brings us to the no longer blinded. Actually, oh no, it was a six. The still blinded crocodile. Um, I mean, he knows you, you just hit him a bunch of times, although you did strafe around, so he's gonna try and swing at where he thinks you are, Mori. Um, so he still does so at disadvantage, though. So first one's gonna be a tail coming at you. That is gonna be a 19 to hit. Yep. It's gonna deal 11 damage, and I believe I need a strength save out of you. It already gave you the damage calculated already. Um, 17 does make the save, so you're fine there. Um, and then it's gonna come in with its bite. So it comes in, swings around with a tail, and then it's just gonna try and bite at you. Um, but with a 16 to hit, he does miss, so he just whoosh, whiffs that air. Um, um, that's going to bring us to this other dragonborn, um, or half-dragon man. <laughs> Keep saying that. Um, he is going to attack Demakos, um, but first he's going to also take out this stone and begin to rub on it and throw it to the ground, and then he's going to make all three of his attacks against you, Demakos. First one's going to be a 15 hit, which I believe misses. Oh, Second yes. one is going to be a 14 to hit, which also misses. Mm -hmm. And the last one's going to be a natural 20 for a crit, dealing 15 points of damage, which has already been put in on there, so you don't have to worry about that. So it brings you to 47 HP. Um, your turn to swing right back at him, buddy. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I'm going to... Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> so many things. <laughs> I want to punch him. Okay. That miss. That does miss. And then second attack. Mm -hmm. Didn't plan for a miss. <laughs> Dang it. But luckily as a as a monk, you get to punch like seven thousand times. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Flurry of blows. Flurry of blows. Go ahead and oh, you already have one attack in there. Twenty-four definitely hits. More you get back over there. <laughs> You're not supposed to move. Uh, six bludgeoning damage. And I believe with my crusher feet, when I uh, do bludgeoning damage, I, it automatically moves five feet away. Okay. So then I'm going to use... Um, Radiant Sunbolt. Okay. As a bonus action because yep. of key fueled key fueled attack lets me mm -hmm. attack again for my bonus action. Okay, go for it. Twenty one mm -hmm. definitely hits. Go ahead and roll that damage, buddy. Nine radiant damage, as you all see your ally for at least this fight, 
punch into this guy, into this uh, half dragon um, kin, and he just gets staggered back by the block, by the shot of the punch, and then he shoots out another radiant bolt of radiant yellow energy at this guy. Um, he's looking pretty hurt. Do I have another attack of flare blows? I believe you do, actually. Yeah, so you could run up right. into him and attack him again. Yeah. I was going to say, Flurry Blows gives you two attacks. Uh, and 11 doesn't hit, though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Uh, Juliet. Okay. Uh, I am waiting for, for Maury's reply on something real quick. And okay. then I will do what I'm going to do. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm like, did I miss something? <laughs> no, no. I sent it privately. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yep, go ahead. Okay, cool. So, in her bloodlust stage, mm -hmm. like, she's just... She looks at Mori, eyes are kind of just, like, bloodshot red. Uh, she kisses him, like, really intensely, and then <laughs> she goes over here. Okay. Like, see it a little bit, buddy. And then, um... I'm going to try to bite this guy. Bite the dragonborn? Mm -hmm. Or dragon man? Um, okay, mm -hmm. go ahead and use your bite attack. Yep. Let's see. And I would get advantage because... Of flanking, yep. So... That's one try, roll. Try again. And then here's the other roll. That'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. And she'd look at him maybe real quick and say, Fuck the Faileys. And then she'd take her sword and she'd try to stab him in the gut. Um, yeah, go ahead and... Yeah. I'll love because her bite attack is an action and then she has two I believe actions attack action attack action yeah, yeah. Yep. I'll allow it that'll hit go ahead and roll damage um how do you want to do this as I say, fuck the Faileys, wipe the blood, get my sword, shove it deep into his gut, and move upward. Classic Juliet fashion. Oh yeah, classic Juliet fashion. And as you do, you just feel the um, the flow of blood just fulfill and completely satiate your bloodlust. Um, you are no longer hungry, because you did feed. <laughs> in the middle of a combat <laughs> um, and um, you are able to just quarter this guy basically in half well I guess that's half him but you, you just yeah he's gone um Morharam would you like to finish this off please um I'm kind of just staring over trying to figure out what the heck just happened uh huh and then I kind of like snap out of it and I just turn and the first thing I can think of is to 
use my breath weapon on this guy. So I'm like, what the? What is? Oh yeah, oh god. Um, so I need a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. Um, yes, lunatic design bisect was the word we were looking for. Um, dexterity saving throw. I believe he also just. I mean, he's gonna fail it probably because yeah, he yeah he fails. <laughs> And with, with 21 points, yep. With 21 points of damage, how do you want to blow this thing away? I literally just am trying to figure out what the heck just happened because she grabbed me and did that and then ran over and ate something, like ate a blue thing. I'm like, what the heck? And I just turned, there's this thing. I'm like, oh yeah, crap. And just spit it and start to melt him away. All right. And you do. Right into his blinded face. And you do. And as this crocodile just melts away, um, being consumed by the acid um, that you spew out, calmness comes back over the air around you. I will, uh, I want to walk over to Julia and be like, we. We're going to talk about that, but you, um, what, what, what the heck just happened? I saw my chance to get away from these guys. I had been following you guys for a while, uh, but because for good reasons, bad reasons, I mean, you, you, you had the chance well, to hurt us too when you didn't take it, so that's obviously something good. Uh, you guys know the Faileys. I was underemployed by the Faileys. Don't tell me why I shouldn't kill you right now. I was. Because <laughs> I didn't attack you. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of lean into him and I go, she always makes a good first impression. Yeah. Well, you said you worked for the families. They employed you. Therefore, what says that you won't just, maybe you're looking for information on us? Oh, I'm thinking my contract's probably uh, voided out right now. Seeing as how I was the first to act in the fight and I chose to attack them. Yeah, that speaks volumes to where your heart is, I'm sure. sure Demacus, you also know that the um, the stones that they took out and threw on the ground were um, were kind of these these kind of stones that, when activated, signals um, someone back within the family that there's trouble and creates kind of like a beacon to to the location that you're in. Are they destroyable? They are destroyable. However, once activated, the recipient on the other end knows it's been activated and where that location would be. It almost kind of acts like a scrying stone to an extent. What would happen if I picked them up and threw them? Um, I mean, it would still see... Right. location of the, yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> it, yeah so I'll, it, I'll tell them like 
these they they know we're here. We need to keep moving. Well, if you're coming me. with, let's get out of here. Then. I don't have to come with you. I just figured I have a better chance of surviving. I'm with a group. I'm sure we have a lot more to talk about, but for now, let's let's all just get out of here together. Wait, I want to see if the cockadrill can be cooked. Can we take that meat? What do you think, Mari? Uh, typically, I'd say yes, but from what our new friend here is saying, I, I don't know if we have time for that. Okay. I'll never cook at this rate, but okay. I just, uh, I just snatch up one of the little blue guys. We'll try this, and I just pick it up. I don't want to eat that. <laughs> that looks, you know, I don't know. He was quite tasty, actually. I'm going to go over to Twyla and give her my axe as like a gesture of like, I'm not here to hurt you. Yeah, I chose, I chose you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unarmed well, now. Oh. <laughs> I just oh, laughed. I saw you fight. You're uh, you're never unarmed, my friend. I I don't think I can use this for anything. So I would rather you have it if you're going to protect. It. Well, Juliet yeah. doesn't seem to trust me. So. All right, then I just start dragging it as I walk. <laughs> <laughs> Twyla, that that thing is thirty pounds more than you are. Don't worry. Uh, uh, well, I don't know if someone wants to take it because I'm really tired. I'm not sure holding this will help. <laughs> Maury, would you take that from her? She looks like she's going to kill over any minute now. I don't think uh, uh, Axe drug through the swamp's a good way to not get your trail following. So yeah, I'll take that. Oh, that's true. And Juliet, we need to talk to I imagine that for different reasons than what Mori wants to talk to you about. But, okay. Well, Later. let's just, we can, whenever you want, love. After everything is over and done with, and we are fine and fine, and this thing goes away, I don't know, after that. So which way? North? Are we going north? We keep moving the way we were, yes. I look back to uh, our new friend. Uh, what's your name, friend? Demikos. Demikos. Well, uh, we're headed north. Uh, if you know anything about this place, you probably know where we're headed. So feel free to come with us, but we're not straying from our path. It's fine. I'll go wherever you need. Just get me away from the Faileys. That sounds like a plan to me. Do I see that you have big big wings like that? Uh, I had them like furled up, but you can probably see them like sticking up. Kind of hard to hide. <laughs> hey, you, Demacos? Yes. Can you fly to, you know, okay. do they like work for flying? There are wings. 
I don't know. Maybe you're heavy. Do I look like yeah. a Kenku? No. It's good that you can fly. In a way. Okay. What time of day is it? Um, it is about midday, so you could um, continue your journey for a little while longer um, before setting up um, for camp. Well, it's getting a bit late. We can travel a little bit more, get out of this area, but I think we should make camp soon. I agree. Um, all right, but Mori, Juliet, what will happen if I don't sleep tonight either? You're going to be exhausted, little bird. But I'm scared of sleeping. Uh, I don't... What kind of skills do you bring to the table, uh, Demagos? What do you need me to do? Well, uh, our friend here is, um... Twyla, <laughs> nice to meet you. Do you want to explain your situation? You could probably do a little bit better than I can, Twyla. Well, um, apparently I am cursed. Or so said uh, the gnome we met uh, a while ago. And I am getting hurt. And I feel like I'm in a very dangerous situation. And I get nightmares and visions when I sleep. Mm, nothing I can do about that. Can you help me stay awake and avoid me from getting exhausted? Like, I don't know. Because oh. if I don't get tired, that, that would be okay. Uh, I can keep you awake. I don't know about the exhaustion part. No, I can keep myself awake because the fear won't let me sleep. I was more interested in the second part. Yeah, sorry. Nothing I can do about curses. That's yeah, worth you ask. You know what uh, people's skill sets are. Mm. I'm strong. I'm stealthy. Do you have wings? I Maybe do have you can wings. find where we need to go. And can you carry three people, including no. like Mori? <laughs> huh. It must be the exhaustion. My plans are not that good. <laughs> as you probably all continue, moving. yeah. As you guys all continue to have this conversation, you continue to make your way north towards hopefully the root cause and hopeful resolution for the plight that currently only Twyla seems to be affected by, but has already caused a great impact amongst you and your party. And with that, we will see you all next week. So, um, congratulations again to Vincent, Vicente Matos for winning the dice giveaway. Um, I 
appreciate everybody working with us as we kind of dealt with camera issues, uh, which is not a surprise. Um, but um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, excited to, uh, you know, after that little week break, well, we had some time to figure some stuff out and uh, we will see you all next week. Um, stay safe, love each other, and we'll see you all next week. Bye now. Bye, guys. Bye.